Welcome to the Bible Vault, where we unpack the jewels of God's Word. I'm Jason. And I'm Katrina. And in this episode, we will be continuing our series, Understanding Christian Concepts, by discussing baptism and communion. So, to help our understanding, we're actually going to be splitting this up into two episodes, but we'll be reading from Luther's Small Catechism in both episodes. So, this episode will be focused on baptism. The next episode for this week will be focused on communion. So, to start off with baptism, we'll be starting with the section titled, The Nature of Baptism, and reading through the end of the next section titled, The Blessings of Baptism. Each of the answers that Jason will read has plenty of scriptural references, so we encourage you to read through Luther's small catechism yourself to get a fuller, more in-depth understanding of where each statement is based in the Bible. We will include a link to the small catechism in the show notes if you don't already own a hard copy. So, to get started, first, what is baptism? Baptism is not just plain water, but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's word. Which is that word of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And what does the word baptize mean? Baptize means to apply water by immersing, washing, pouring, and the like. What's so special about the water of baptism? It is nothing else than a divine water, not that the water in itself is nobler than other water, but that God's word and commandment are added to it. Who instituted holy baptism? God himself instituted baptism, for our Lord Jesus Christ commanded his church to baptize all nations. And what does it mean to baptize in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of of the Holy Spirit? It means that in baptism, God, the Holy Trinity, receives me into communion or fellowship with himself. Who is to baptize? Normally, the called ministers of Christ are to baptize, but in cases of emergency and when no pastor is available, any Christian should baptize. And who is to be baptized? All nations are to be baptized, that is, all people, young and old. What kind of a distinction is to be made in baptizing? Those who can receive instruction are to be baptized after they have been instructed in the main articles of the Christian faith, and little children should be baptized when they are brought to baptism by those who have authority over them. Why are are babies to be baptized? Babies are to be baptized because they are included in the words all nations. Jesus especially invites little children to come to him, And, as sinners, babies need what baptism offers. Why does... Sorry, what does the... uh, What benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this as the words and promises of God declare. And which are these words and promises of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. What great and precious things are given in baptism? Baptism works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation. 
If Christ has already won forgiveness and salvation for us and gives us all this by grace alone, why do we still need baptism? So Christ has indeed won full forgiveness and salvation for the whole human race with his perfect life, suffering, death, and resurrection. He distributes the same forgiveness in baptism, that is to say, baptism is a means of grace. To whom does baptism give all these blessings? Baptism gives these blessings to all who believe God's saving promises. Is it possible for an unbaptized person to be saved? It is only unbelief that condemns. For example, when we looked at earlier in Mark 16, whoever does not believe will be, will be condemned. However, faith cannot exist in the heart of a person who despises and rejects baptism against better knowledge. But those who believe the gospel yet die before they have opportunity to be baptized are not condemned. Why are we not to seek a baptism with the Holy Spirit in addition to the sacrament of holy baptism? Beyond sacramental baptism, we are to seek no other baptism because there is no other God-given baptism today beside the sacrament of holy baptism. And the sacrament is not a water-only or a spirit-only baptism, but a water and spirit baptism. And finally, the special signs granted by the Holy Spirit were not another baptism, so to speak, but they proved the truth and power of the apostles' teaching. I think that answers all the questions we have in those sections. Um, the only other things I'd like to add is that for anybody who is maybe considering baptism or um, is wondering anything else about baptism, I highly encourage you to go to your local church, speak to your pastor, ask him all your questions. Um, he'll be able to answer any other questions that you may have. And in addition, he will be able to help you understand why baptism is important to you personally. Um, I know it can be hard to understand baptism, especially if you're coming from another faith or even if you're coming from a faith that you feel like is kind of similar, but you're trying to figure out where the differences lie, it's always helpful to talk to an expert. Um, and pastors are certainly an expert in the, in the field. Um, once again, we want to encourage you to also read through Luther's small, small catechism yourself. Um, again, that's going to be linked in the, the show notes. Do you have any other thoughts on baptism today? No, I agree with you in that I absolutely encourage you guys to go and gather information on it. Um, I think that if you want to go to a pastor, I think that's fantastic. Like we've like we mentioned way back in the introduction, we are not ordained pastors. We did not go to school for this. We've just accumulated studies, read a lot of books, things like that. So definitely go to somebody who has particularly studied. Uh, studied this, who has gone to a professional level seminary, and also to look into the small catechism. And so uh, if you guys go to the link that we'll provide, it is through Concordia, and all you have to do is tap on the, all you have to do is click on the sacrament of holy baptism, and you guys can go through each section, probably a more modern version than the small catechism I have. I was confirmed way back in 2010, I believe. So 
they've released a newer edition since then that would uh, go a little bit more in depth. So I absolutely encourage you guys to go and take a look at that. And there are two other sections. So we only read through two. There are four total based upon uh, baptism that go deeper into baptism. So definitely go and check those out. It'll answer a whole ton of questions. I know that it answered a lot that I had, and I believe it will do the same for you. Yeah, I definitely agree. Helped me out a whole lot, especially coming from a different faith. Um, I think that's all I've got for today. Anything else? I think that's all I've got as well. Next episode, we are going to go into communion. So as Katrina mentioned, instead of the typical context and meaning episodes, this week we are doing one on baptism and one on communion. We're tackling the sacraments. So next episode will be on communion, once again reading from the small catechism. So come on by and listen. Yeah. Um, If you've got any questions, comments, ideas for future podcast episodes, or just any feedback in general, please be sure to shoot us a message at the Bible Vault Podcast on Instagram, and we'll be happy to help you as best as we can. Thank you guys for listening to the Bible Vault. God bless, and we'll see you next time.